Welcome to the Daily Business Hustle Podcast. My name is Alexander Vitkin. I'm the creator and founder of the Daily Business Hustle. On this podcast, I share with you my top unbiased business advice, sales advice, and I talk to the world's top experts in their fields related to business. Hey, this is Alex, and I'm here with Nick Co. And we're going to do an interview. I'm going to interview Nick because he's the best networker in the world. So in this video, you will find out exactly what you can do to go to events, which events to go to, build valuable relationships, even close sales at networking events and any other event. So you can meet a lot of successful people, industry leaders, billionaires, millionaires, whoever you want to meet and achieve your goals. So um, Nick, he's actually the CEO of Real Social Dynamics and I've personally seen him connect with uh, millionaires, billionaires, um, that, you know, I, I won't say names right now, but we'll talk about them later. And uh, his company, Real Social Dynamics, they've offered $30,000 seminars in the past and currently offer that as well, if I'm not mistaken, for uh, on networking and sales. And uh, he's probably the best networker I know in the world. I've seen him, you know, in the field myself. And uh, in fact, his whole business is based on meeting people and they teach thousands of people every single year on how to do it. So he's traveled to... 108 countries currently and he got engaged with his wife and when he was in his uh, 100th country um, he's been organizing business networking events at for a couple of years now at uh, this the founder of Zappos's house Tony Shea so he's organized an event in New York with New York Times best-selling author Michael Ellsberg people like Tim Ferriss showed up there and other people who are New York Times best-selling authors um, he's organized other events as well, like in big castles in Vegas. Maybe he can tell us about it later. And uh, he also wrote a chapter in a book by Ramit Sethi. So welcome, Nick. Hey, Alex. Thanks for uh, yeah doing the interview with me. <laughs> so Sure, no problem. So let's get started. I have several people in my audience who are just starting out. And they have a question. So for someone who thinks that he doesn't have a lot to offer just yet, who doesn't have necessarily a, a good running, well-running business, who's not very successful yet, how would they go around networking? What should they do at networking events? I think a lot of successful CEOs, entrepreneurs, and people that are in business just enjoy uh, hanging out with other people that have that common passion for business and entrepreneurship. So. When I first was getting into business and entrepreneurship, I'd approach a lot of people that were in business and just invite them out for lunch and dinner in a social and casual environment and uh, just build friendships with these individuals. I also got myself involved with every possible kind of organization involving entrepreneurship and business, whether it was a seminar, whether it was a local organization or a global organization. Um, when I first got started into this, I looked into who was organizing uh, business events in my city and I would go there and then I would just try to build relationships with people that I thought um, were fun to hang out with and also people that um, I thought could give me some interesting tips. Uh, I was always very inquisitive so when I was hanging out with people I always asked questions and um, people that uh, I thought were really fun to hang out I tried to invite them out to uh, do fun activities with me. Uh, one of the things that I used to do all the time was organize cocktail parties, lunches, dinner parties and uh, gatherings. And uh, that eventually grew into me organizing business mastermind groups and get-togethers. 
and just being a connector for these people. And as they got uh, more cool, uh, more interesting people started attending. Um, you know, I went from organizing just regular dinner parties with my local entrepreneurs organization chapters to then just going to seminars and hanging out in the front and then inviting the keynote speakers of these seminars to much cooler events in mansions in Las Vegas or uh, at the home of Tony Shea or New York. Um, and uh, it was a lot of fun just to organize them. I, I didn't even do it uh, for a fee. I was just doing it solely for getting interesting people together, building my network, um, developing that social capital and business knowledge, and just having a lot of fun. Um, I think uh, a lot of it has to do with friendship and just getting to know people. You know, uh, Even uh, if people are really good at business, I usually don't want to hang out with people that are uh, not a good personality match, people I hang out with and just uh, go to a movie with or have dinner with or go uh, on vacation with so a lot of it has to do with just being a fun cool guy uh, that just wants to uh, help other people and um, you know I think a lot of people will be attracted to that and most people that are successful are the kind of people that want to help other people out also um, you know, I think that uh, whether you're really successful in business already or whether you're somebody's developing it if you're just a smart educated guy that um, is ambitious and laid back and cool. I think that almost anyone will hang out with you, no matter how successful you are. Okay, interesting. Um, so, what would someone who's not necessarily that successful yet talk about when they meet someone who's a, a New York Times bestseller, for example? Well, I think that a lot of people that are really successful, if you um, run into people that are already really successful entrepreneurs and you're an entrepreneur, a lot of them want to be mentors, a lot of them want to be advisors. In fact, if you go to some of the presentations at uh, the large-scale business seminars, even the ones that you pay thousands of dollars for, I mean, I used to spend, my four years in a row, I spent a quarter million dollars a year just going to business seminars, and I've noticed that a lot of the guys who are speakers would personally give out their email, their contact information, and want to stay in touch with just regular random attendees. And I was the same way when I was speaking at events. I spoke at the World Speakers Summit in London. I gave out my personal information. I did the same thing to stay in touch with other people. And I think a lot of people just like mentoring other people and helping other people grow and being able to contribute and add value to other people. So when you think of it like that, you know, like a professor-student relationship, a lot of people will hang out in that end. In fact, uh, I stayed in touch with a lot of my professors from my MBA program at USC, and a lot of them are just random successful entrepreneurs that were just doing it for one or two semesters and getting involved. I also think that a lot of them just want to ha hang out, have fun, so I'll invite a lot of people out to cool events that I've had access to on a social level and just develop friendships. And sometimes uh, business deals come out of that, and sometimes it doesn't. Um, you know, a lot of people will always talk about making uh, relationships on the golf course because of that. I think in our day and age, a lot of people now do that at just random parties or dinner parties or gatherings. Um, I myself uh, do both. I just joined a country club down the street. We're at my house now here in Vegas, and I'm a walk away from a country club where I actually will bring my coworkers and random friends and business associates just to uh, go out and play golf with me. Before I started getting into golf, because I only got into golf recently, like last month, I used to invite people out to dinner parties all the time. Um, or just organize a semi-annual get-together. Um, in December, I organized a mini mastermind in Bali, Indonesia, where I rented a villa at the Four Seasons. 
Um, but you don't have to go extravagant. What I used to do when I was just in L.A. and I first started my company is I also used to just organize maybe three or four times a week a little get-together for a dinner party at a local restaurant and just get people to hang out. And I know that a lot of my friends did the same thing, but they all actually organize uh, legitimate forums, business forums, where people in non-competing industries share ideas and just try to help each other out where you talk about those issues that are most pressing to you. Uh, and I did that formally also through the Entrepreneurs' Organization and uh, I might be doing that with the Young Presidents Organization as well, as I just uh, applied for membership there as well. Uh, but I think that you could organize your own mastermind groups if you uh, don't qualify for some of these organizations or you don't have a local chapter near you as well. Okay. So for people who are going to events that are organized by someone else, which events should they go to for uh, networking purposes and which events are kind of not suitable for networking purposes? Sure. Well, a lot of the uh, events that I've been spending my time going to have been relating to my business. So I would look for those expos, those businesses, um, seminars that are related to your industry. I mean, for me, I've been going to uh, um, events like the Summit Series where you have a lot of interesting people. And I've also gone to events um, that are associated with uh, internet marketers and marketing and sales seminars and speakers relating to entrepreneurship and the entrepreneurs organization or side events relating to that. Um, but I also have spent a lot of time going to random events I found on meetup.com and um, I know a lot of friends have introduced me to people that are creating Facebook groups and I've gone to their events. Um, I think a lot of times though, I'll just go to events also just organized by uh, friends or at events that friends are speaking at. When I was really interested in meeting particular speakers, uh, I would actually just Google their name and write their name plus seminars and just find out what seminars they were speaking at and just go to those particular events. Um, I think that uh, if an event attracted a particular speaker, it's probably, uh, and a speaker that I was interested in, it's oftentimes something that um, I'd want to go to. So I went to those events and then tried to network with uh people at their event because they're probably people that are of a similar mindset. Um, I know uh, a lot of the events that I've gone to also have been just solely for, for fun, like where a lot of the time, a lot of the value is not formed actually from just the content of the event, but actually just in the hallways of the event where you just network with the people's outside. In fact, um, I had several events where I spent more time outside in the hallways networking with people at the events and then organizing dinners and actually going to the events. Um, and I got a lot more value from that because these are people that I'll stay in touch with outside of that one three-day event, people that I've stayed in touch with for several years. Okay. Um, so so when you go to an event like that, do you have a specific goal in mind? Do you go there with um, like a agenda, your own agenda, or what is the goal that you go with? Sometimes I do. I mean... Uh, I remember one time I organized an event at a bunch of uh, mini castles in Las Vegas, and my goal to go into a series of events was to get speakers that were interested in coming, um, and I went to the keynote speakers at these events and invited them to uh, come to this event. Uh, however, most of the time, it's just to gather information from other people or network with other people or to meet with particular friends. A lot of the times that I was going to these events, I actually was going because I knew other friends that were um, really successful and 
people I want to spend more time with. Uh, and an event was sometimes an opportunity for us to share ideas. And when you go to these events, you'll brainstorm around ideas that the speaker brings up. And many times uh, that not the exact topic that the speaker is bringing up is what you're really interested in. Rather, it's the ideas that you think of yourself that come from the topics that the guy brings up. And I think that most of the times, uh, I mean, if it's like a particular topic, like if I say I went to a Google AdWords seminar, of course, I'm just there for the content. If I'm going to those larger general entrepreneur events that just have a lot of high successful people, a lot of it is about networking. So like if I'm at South by Southwest, most of the time it's just partying with our successful people, building relationships and talking about your interests on the side. Um, going to events like uh, Awesomeness Fest, um, it's also just to hang out sometimes with the entrepreneurs and speakers and building uh, social relationships. I've done a lot of uh, Maverick Business Adventure events and... Um, yeah, I mean, a lot. I would say most of the value has come from the, the social relationships that uh, sometimes you'll just get like uh, one idea from the, that person, but then you just build these also valuable relationships. And um, it's interesting how your network also just expands by building a, a large tree. So when I'm going to an event, I'm usually not trying to just meet with a small group of people. Um, I was mostly trying to just build a network as big as I could and just stay in touch with large groups of people. Uh, I built a email lists to invite people out to certain events that I thought they were interested in. I'd also stay in touch with people one-on-one when I went to their cities. So uh, I remember when I was traveling around the world, I did a tour about uh, seven years ago where I went to 270 cities over six months, and I did sales and marketing seminars trying to build my company. And during that time, I reached out to the uh, entrepreneur friends and a database of members of the entrepreneurs organization and I would just invite everyone that I knew that was in that city out to dinner mm-hmm. and I was only in each city for a day so uh, the schedule was really tight but I'd always get a small handful of these people to meet up and uh, it allowed me to uh, create new relationships build new ideas and a lot of the people that I met while traveling around the world are still my close friends today and have given me business ideas or sent me clients um, to the Real Social Dynamics seminars, um, which also um, has led to uh, us getting more involved with not just um, our main focus, which is in our business, self-improvement, dating advice, and self-actualization, but also doing more business seminars. So one of the things that we've been doing more recently is also helping people actually go to uh, events and actually do networking. So we had some real estate companies and some tech companies actually hire our guys um, who take guys out to the bars and clubs as their wingman to pick up girls. And instead of uh, doing it for uh, being like a wingman in a club or a bar, we actually were doing it at business-related conventions where they're walking up being a wingman and approaching people to try to close sales and business deals or to invite them out to have lunches at the Ritz Carlton down the street for an advertising contract conversation. And a lot of the same inquiries and questions we get from our clients from Real Social Dynamics seminars were the same we get from business seminars relating to approach anxiety, like uh, being too afraid to uh, make that first approach, not believing that they were enough, um, having those inner game state issues, you know, because what you feel inside will be projected to other people around you. So when you're feeling good and positive and that you can offer value and you're an inquisitive and learning state, other people mirror that. The other thing that we found was that 
a lot of people were hanging out with each other and only the people that they knew. And they were forming what we call uh, chode crystals, <laughs> which are guys just are kind of like stuck together, like, and they just don't want to like network with other people. And so we have to go in there and we break it up and force people to actually walk up and approach other people. And it can be very intimidating at first, but it's a great skill for uh, you know sales process, stepping out of your comfort zone and what have you. Um, you know, I, I remember when I was uh, first getting started in networking, I also had that fear of approach. So I, when I go to a party or an event, I would always often just hang out with people and have uh, networking through social circle, which is how most people meet. But if you just stick to that, you never really grow your social circle. You kind of just stay where you are. And so I'll, the biggest epiphany for me was just trying to get leverage on yourself to do that approach. So one of the leverage that I would always have for myself if I wanted to do an approach is that I would kind of have like a mental self-punishment if I didn't uh, approach the person I wanted to meet, um, where um, I had that self-motivation where I would have so much disrespect for myself if I didn't do it, that I had to do the approach. It wasn't even an option anymore. Or actually take a shot. Because if you don't take a shot, you never know if you're going to have that rejection. So that, that fear of loss was much worse than the actual fear of rejection. Okay. Um, so what do you teach these guys when they go to the event? Because their goal is to close a sale, right? So what do you teach her the steps to close that sale when they meet someone at an event? I think the most important uh, thing is to develop a relationship where the guy wants to stay in touch with you. Um, so, I mean, when we're talking to people on a sales basis, a lot of it has the basis as if we're talking to our brother or our friend or a family member. And we kind of treat people like that from the very beginning. And by doing that, uh, you know, they'll more likely have that same level of treatment and more likely want to either do business or develop a relationship with you as well. And people are oftentimes surprised, uh, you know, how all that people that I don't know very well just crash at my house or invite them out to dinner or treat them like they're really close friends of mine. And when you do that, um, people will feel like a reciprocal desire to do the same for you. Um, however, one of the one of the things that we're doing this weekend is for the next two weeks, we have a company that paid us $30,000 to actually live at my house for a couple weeks and then go out and learn sales, not just from uh, business events, but actually from going out to uh, bars and clubs because they're interviewing the top sales rep in this organization. He's making 300000 when the average rep's making 40000 And they had said to the guy, uh, hey, oh, so what makes you different than these uh, sales reps? He said that uh, he was good at going out and uh, meeting girls and he had a really awesome dating life so it's interesting how having uh, good skills in your dating life have applied to business so as a result the CEO said well I want to do this uh, program with uh, Real Social Dynamics we created a custom program for them and we found that a lot of businesses other than his have been approaching us kind of under the table because these are not really things we advertise on a website people just uh, come to the Real Social Dynamics website and uh, then they contact us privately and we talk to them about these potential kind of like custom programs that we've been doing but for these guys a lot of it is focused not on necessary sales tactics but their individual sticking points 
So when we look at a guy, we'll see a certain guy is a little bit too rigid or he's like uh, really nervous when he approaches and he stands like so far away from the other person they can't hear what the other person's saying. Um, or custom things that you don't realize that you're doing. So we actually will go out with guys while they're doing this, watch them do approaches, and then personally critique them just like we do in our dating programs. So most of our sales advice isn't necessarily just like uh, on what to say. Of course, there's a lot of that as well. A lot of it is actually on what they're doing, what they're saying, you know, what they're what what they're projecting as an individual, not like in general, but more customized. You know, a lot of people do uh, business seminars and sales seminars where they actually will just talk all the typical things you'll get from a Dale Carnegie seminar, and I think that's a good program. Yeah, at the same time, I think you get a lot more value just having a personal guy critique you, just like if you go to a a golf course and you uh, have a personal instructor one on one critiquing your swing individually, you get a lot more value from that. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Similar to pickup, right? So, once you meet someone, you go you go to this event and you meet someone. How do you establish and maintain the valuable relationship that you know? So, once you get to an event like that and you meet someone, how do you establish and maintain a relationship that could be potentially very very valuable for uh, for these guys? Well, some of the things that I've been doing when I go to events is that I'll organize my own gatherings actually at the event. So, for example, at the Traffic Conversion Summit, I rented out the presidential suite at the Hyatt, and I had a party for uh, people I wanted to continue to develop relationships with, and we uh, just networked with each other. We had a barbecue party. Um, other times, I'll just organize uh, dinners on the side at smaller conventions. I think that a lot of the value will come from also hanging out with them, not just that weekend, but outside of that weekend so I actually will fly up to cities that uh, interesting people live in and hang out with them and then come crash at my house and just have fun with them and a lot of business people you know they're talking about business all the time <laughs> so I mean it's inevitable if you talk about some kind of business at some time but just having some time to hang out with uh, people in your industry or not necessarily in your industry but just have that common bond of growth and enthusiasm for developing themselves, taking themselves to the next level is also very exciting. Um, I know for a fact myself, I like hanging out with people that are like that. Um, same time now, my network's so large that I'm trying to build relationships more with the people that are just in my business as opposed to otherwise because uh, I know so many people now that if I have particular issues, I can just contact them and ask them questions. So, um, you know, my when I first started, you know, my company was very small. Now I, our company has a lot of people, especially in the city of Las Vegas where I live. A lot of our staff are out here. So I try to spend a lot more of my time now just hanging out with my local staff and developing relationships with them, just like I used to do with developing relationships with advisors who are external to our company. You know, we've had a lot of times where we've spent time just contacting people like Tony Shea and we spend a whole day with him and his executive team just asking him questions about company culture uh, and he's come to our you know casual board meetings where we meet at like restaurants or bars and we've done the same thing by inviting guys like Rob Pardo the creator of World of Warcraft um, or uh, Eugene Koo the founder of Wireless Emporium and all sorts of interesting people we just invite them as advisors to hang out with us over a nice dinner 
where we have our board directors meetings, go over our key performance indicators, talk about our agenda items for future growth, and just share ideas. And I think people like just doing that uh, because uh, you share ideas, you have business ideas, you're helping people. And also we try to make it fun. We do it over dinners. Uh, at the same time, um, I've also organized uh, fun trips where we've done retreats. Uh, I know that when I was involved with the Entrepreneurs Organization for like eight years, we uh, every month would meet up for four hours and share business ideas. And then every uh, six months, we would go to some place to share ideas like surfing school in Cabo San Lucas or go deep sea uh, fishing or camping or you'd rent like a mansion in Park City and uh, share business ideas all day. And so I started organizing that outside of the organization chapter that I was in, the forum that I was in, um, as well just for personal friends that were more interested in just talking um, on a more casual level. In fact, I even uh, stayed in touch with some guys outside of uh, um, uh, my entrepreneurial organization and organized uh, like a uh, gathering with a bunch of friends who organized us to rent a big boat in the Caribbean. And they made a reality TV show of it on Bravo on a TV show called Below Deck. I think it's episode six where he rented a $30 million yacht and we had a business forum where we shared business ideas on a beach in St. Martin. Um, now, if you look at the episode, you won't see any of it, though, because uh, uh, in order to, to create drama, the, the TV show creators actually converted it into a wedding where my wife and I got married on the boat. <laughs> um, and it ended up turning into a more of an interesting uh, TV show where we had a 24 TV show countdown clock to uh, the, the wedding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I actually had a... Um, my wife and I got married on that reality show uh, knowing that we already had a wedding planned in December. We got married on 12-12-12. This was like in May of 2012. And we still did our real wedding on 12-12-12, which was with our uh, close friends and family. We also had a public wedding uh, on 12-15 where we had invited much larger group of friends and family that couldn't make it on a Wednesday. Um, and actually, a lot of the people who came to my wedding were people that I met at business seminars or who I organized these uh, fun gatherings with. <laughs> However, I think a lot of the value also comes to developing long-term relationships and friendships. Try to find people you like to hang out with. You know, um, Some of my groomsmen are people that I've known uh, since I was in college. Uh, and I went to... Uh, went to the University of Wisconsin as an undergrad and one of my groomsmen was actually from that and that was uh, a guy I've now known for almost 15 years but uh, other times I've gone to just social events that have had high level people in it uh, I remember uh, one of my groomsmen uh, was a guy named Harry Ye who owns a successful uh, hedge fund for Bitcoin and also a computer consulting company and I met him on a cruise, just a random party cruise but uh, like uh, most people I treat most of the people I meet just like uh, close friends and family and he was someone who I met on the cruise and I invited him to crash at my house and he stayed at my house for the next week we developed uh, a friendship and he started attending real social dynamics seminars and we stayed in touch there and now he's somebody who um, is one of my best friends and was a groomsman at my wedding okay 
Um, so how how would someone go about getting a mentor like um, like a, a someone like Tony Shea or how would you get a mentor who's very very advanced potentially has a billionaire company or something like that? Well, I think there's a lot more millionaires and billionaires, so it'll be a lot easier to go yeah. that route. But uh, I would I would just uh, ask them to be a mentor. I mean, one of the things that I was talking about earlier was organizing board of directors meetings where once a month you have the executives in your company meet up and share ideas. You can invite them to that. I also invited people to just share ideas with me where I want to take a tour of their office. You take a tour of their office and they often will give you advice and allow you to ask questions. Um, you know, one of the advantages I had when I was an MBA student is you could contact anyone and say, hey, I'm just a student and I wanted to get advice. And uh, anyone will want to help students. People just like helping other people. Okay. Um, do, do you also do something like sending birthday cards and keeping a list of people you, you stay in touch with? How, how do you actually keep the list? I When I meet people... Um, I usually don't uh, exchange business cards, but what I'll do is I'll get their business cards and I'll email them um, within 24 hours of meeting them and tell them that it was nice meeting them, give them my contact information, and then uh, develop a conversational thread that way. If um, I meet them on the spot and I don't have a business card, I'll often just get their phone number, ask to text them. Then I'll just text them and I'll say, hey, this is, this is Nick. It was nice to meet you. Say my number in your phones because if you're like me, you probably don't answer and recognize calls. And uh, also invite people out to events if it's that weekend at the event. I know f friends who actually will pass out cards to people. They even mail physical cards <laughs> saying, "Hey, it was awesome to meet you," and get their mailing address. And um, you know, especially if it's just like random thoughts of kindness sometimes. But I mean, I I personally don't do that. Um, so uh, I used to, uh, whenever it was a holiday or an event like uh, Christmas or um, people's birthdays, I used to do text messages and you know text pretty much everyone on my phone you know during special events to keep myself in mind. I know some master networkers, guys who know tons of people, and networks are very vast. Well, actually. Just look up uh, what their friends are up to on a regular basis and just reach out to them, see if they can help them out. I remember uh, last year I was dealing with uh, some media crisis issues and I had some random networkers reach out to me and just say, hey, I was just thinking about you. I just noticed you are doing some of these media crisis issues. I'd love to introduce you to some people that might be able to help you out. Um, and I think those kind of things have really stuck out in my mind as a really cool thing. Other times, though, uh, you know, I really see more value in just staying in touch with people on a social level. You know, inviting people out to really awesome events that you're involved with, or introducing them to other people that you think that they should meet. I know some people that were in Los Angeles when I was living there, who were actually doing that so well that they even turned it into a business. And uh, I was on the ground floor just staying active in that until I moved away from Los Angeles. There's a lot of value in just having a large Rolodex and using that to your advantage. I remember um, like nine, ten years ago when the Summit Series was first created, 
the uh, founders of the Summit series, like Elliot Bisnow, uh, he's somebody who reached out to uh, people he just wanted to meet. Like he reached out to uh, my business partner and myself and other people and said, hey, I'd like to invite you to go on a vacation with me. I'll pay for your first class flight to come down to Mexico and you can just hang out with all these interesting people for free. And he listed guys like uh, Zuckerberg and Tony Shea and all these other famous uh, entrepreneurs. And After doing it one time, uh, word went around. These guys wanted to stay in balls. They did it again. And then he started charging people for it. Went from like a small group of a couple dozen people to a hundred people, then two hundred people. Now uh, today, their their list of people that have gone through their events is like thirty thousand people, but they can only handle like a thousand people going to their events, so it's super exclusive. And um, in order to go to their events now, like uh, a lot of the people who uh, get involved, um, they actually even buy a land on a mountain. They they raised fifty million dollars just to create a home for networking <laughs> in uh, Utah and it, it's a powder mountain it's like the largest ski resort but it's in the middle of Utah and now dedicated for networking not just for business but for entrepreneurship and people making a real influence and change similar to what um, Ted is doing but so I feel like this is more like the next generation and bigger bolder more cooler version of uh what uh, Ted is doing because a lot of the people there is like the next generation so most of the people there are like 35 and under unless they're really big influence makers people that uh, everyone in the world knows in the entertainment world whether they're uh, in the fashion industry and are supermodels or in the entertainment world or famous actors or famous politicians presidents of countries or just entrepreneurs in business and nonprofits as well and I think that that just goes to show you the power of a Rolodex network I think they're kind of like the epitome of that Again, they're former uh, students of uh, Real Social Dynamics, if I'm not mistaken, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember uh, a lot of the guys there at the Summit Series uh, had gone through the Real Social Dynamics boot camps because a lot of what we teach isn't about pickup, but rather about identity level change, stepping out of your comfort zone, and taking that next step to success. But actually, as opposed to just talking about it, like Tony Robbins is a guy that we send a lot of clients to. You know, you have a lot of seminars. We actually will actually do it with you in your social circle, in your city, and actually be your like individual like mentor and coach in person as opposed to just talking about it. We actually do it with you. Guys actually living it. So a lot of their guys uh, went through our programs, and we actually spoke at a lot of the Summit Series events, um, networking, doing speeches on the stage. I know our my business partner, Owen Cook, spoke on the same platform and stage as President Clinton and Richard Branson at a Summit Series event in D.C. And a lot of it has to do with just building networking. But his presentation was more about um, how to network with anyone anywhere for any reason, how to approach anyone anywhere for any reason. There's another seminar we did for Personal Success Institute for size the Principia event. Because a lot of the stuff that you teach um, when it comes to self-development will apply to uh, business and self-actualization my business partner told me that his uh, dating side of the business in terms of his seminar time will probably go on for another few years before he just focuses solely on the overall self-development business. We'll always have this dating side of the business because that's our main business. We're the world's largest dating company doing over a thousand programs a year in 270 cities and 70 countries 
and we'll always continue to grow it. But we also want to build this uh, self-development business in general with the same premise that we teach of developing that blueprint, developing that self-actualization process and then actually living that life as opposed to just thinking about it, talking about it, or trying to manifest it. Hmm. Okay. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, I've, see, I've seen you implement a lot of the stuff you've talked about, um, random dinners with billionaires and millionaires. I've seen that, so it's all true. <laughs> um, yeah, ver- very valuable advice. Thank you, Nick. Cool. So, yeah, thanks for inviting me on the interview. Yeah. Um, so in, in case someone wants to get in touch with you, who, who would you like to get in touch with you, and how would they do that? If someone wants to reach out to me, they could email me at papa at realsocialdynamics.com or just come to one of the Real Social Dynamics events like uh, a World Summit. I'm always at all of our summit events. Awesome. Okay, I'll put a link to the email. Actually, I won't do that. They'll have to watch the video to get the email. (laughs) All right, I'll put a link to the Real Social Dynamics website below just in case someone doesn't know Real Social Dynamics. Um, Awesome. Well, thank you for the interview and see you in Vegas sometime. Have a have a very nice day. Awesome. Thanks, man. Cheers. All right. This was our show for today. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast if you like it. I'll see you next time. If you'd like to find out more about me, visit vitkin.net. That's V-I-T-K-I-N.net. Thank you for listening to the show and see you next time.